Saludos, señores y señoras. How do you summarize a year in 30 minutes or even an hour? Well, that's what I've tried to do. And in this video, which is be basically reflecting on one year living in Argentina, I think this is going to be interesting for anyone who is either looking to become a digital nomad or is a digital nomad, but maybe wants to try living in Argentina or someone who just is thinking about, well, what would it be like to completely change where I live for a longer time, immerse yourself in a new culture and a new language with new people, new friends, try to restart your life from ground zero. So without any further ado, let's get into the year reflection, one year reflections from living in Argentina. Let's go. Before we dive. So hello, my dear friend or enemy for that matter, but hopefully mostly friends are going to be watching this. I'm here sitting in Argentina, San Marcos, Cordoba, in the province of Cordoba. And today I'm celebrating the anniversary of one year in Argentina. You're gonna hear stories like how I almost didn't make it to, to my flight to come here, how I got robbed in the end of my first month in Buenos Aires and I woke up after two days uh, not knowing what happened, how I moved to this little weird kind of hippie town and I've lived here for the last six months. Also stories of how I almost got punched on the game between Argentina and Poland during the Mundial group phase. <clears throat> you also hear lessons like what it's like to, to live here, what's the culture, what are the differences, what are the similarities, what's it like, what does it mean to be an Argentinian what are history what why why do they do some things differently and why you know why the life looks the way it looks here so how did it all start so it started in general many years ago with the idea of going to to Argentina and moving there but then I was stopped by the pandemic and I was waiting Poland and finally in April uh, last year the Argentinian government opened the borders and uh, consequently the flights so you were able to finally enter Argentina as a foreigner and uh, so when I saw that I immediately I think after a couple of weeks of thinking about it just thinking when and what I bought the tickets for the end of June and and the flight was actually the the idea was that in rome i had friends so i bought the flight from poland to rome and then a few days later i think three days later i had the flight from rome to to buenos aires so it was kind of double so i could see some rome and talk, you know meet my friends hang out with them so i went to for the first flight it was the wizard so the cheap airlines on on the 20 on the 25th to fly from Warsaw to uh, to Rome and at first the flight got delayed I think once I think then it got delayed second time and then finally they cancelled the flight so then I tried to figure out what's going on and what you know what's how can I when are we gonna fly what's about the rebooking and then I figured out that basically Wizards been encountering some big problems I think with staffing and some other stuff and they've been cancelling flights for the past couple of weeks for the previous couple of weeks so people tell me that it's maybe actually uncertain whether you know they, they will rebook it but they wouldn't trust whether you know I, I would fly and since I had the second one and I couldn't miss the second one because it was you know, quite a lot of money to pay so I decided to not trust wizard tried to maybe get my money back later and bought a second flight from south of Poland to, to Rome the next day morning it was like actually the last seat so I went there the next day I flew finally and I made it to Rome I had I think a couple of days to spend there with my friends and then finally on 24th I flew to Buenos Aires here you have Argentina you see, this is this big ass big ass block that's uh, as big as the whole Europe. So here you have Buenos Aires at the coast. The interesting thing about Buenos Aires is actually that it's not, I, I thought that it's an Atlantic, but actually this is a river still. Atlantic maybe begins something like here. But here the, the water is and the stream and everything is like the river, the Parana River or uh, La Plata actually it's called there. There are two rivers that join here. 
like here, this one, and this one. This one is River Uruguay, and this one is River... Basically, the, the water actually sucks here. <laughs> it's not nice, and I heard it's kind of toxic. It's not a good idea to, to swim there. So this is Buenos Aires, Rosario. It's, it's on the riverside, it's on the way between Buenos Aires and Cordoba, so that's where I went for the final. And then you have Cordoba here. So if you see Cordoba, Cordoba is kind of like... I say north, but actually this is north. Argentina is kind of like... No, Cordoba is kind of like northwest, but not like super north. <laughs> Still. And, and San Marcos is here. So you see, it's like that part is San Marcos and this is all like the, the province of Córdoba you see here, here is the province of Córdoba it's close to Santa Fe so Rosario is Santa Fe province in Buenos Aires somewhere in between my first month I basically reconnected with my longtime friend I met in like seven years ago on a, on a, on a other travel here in South America, in Salta, and he's been living in, in Buenos Aires for some time now, and we're reconnected, we met a bunch of times, a really cool guy, and this one night at the end of the first month, uh, so I think, yeah, it was like end of July, we went out for, uh, for a beer, like on Wednesday, and to, to this uh, really popular area for, for tourists Palermo this rich and expat uh, area and so we went there for, for, for beers this was Wednesday there wasn't so much going on so yeah we sat down and I think we were like halfway through our beers and, and then I don't know if we, me or he started talking with these girls across the table and they came over and then I think very soon the, the, the guys from the bar they came over and they said that you know they are closing so we gotta kind of <laughs> go away so politely basically kicking us out because we cannot be staying there and so so we went out and we were thinking on well, what to do so we went on the street we tried to looking for some there were clubs things like that but since it was wednesday like we had the feeling that there's not much going on it's pretty expensive i didn't feel like the vibe so i checked my phone and actually realized it's like 15 minutes walking maybe 20 to my house uh, where i was renting so i suggested everyone hey let's go to my house i have wine i have uh, weed i have music and we bought beers and we went on the way and then we went out to my apartment. I remember entering the house in the, some, you know, a few moments I went to the balcony because one of the girls went there to check up on her and just talk. And I went there and that's the last thing I remember. <laughs> and then uh, I remember waking up, not really knowing what's going on. Uh, there was no, like, I didn't have any electronics or time, so I went out for my, for this friend. I knew that uh, where he was working. And on the way I asked uh, some woman about the time. She told me, I think it's like 5 p.m. And then I don't know why I asked, like, what day? So I'm kind of confused. Said Friday. And I was like, oh shit. So I basically slept for like almost two days. Um, like at 1 a.m. on Wednesday. Thursday. Friday. And that was the beginning of the next two months of just utter chaos of just getting thrown of like I because I lost all my valuable electronics so like my, you know, my phone to my phones because one of them I borrowed to this friend I, I had my laptop my headphones my other headphones my vaporizer there was a lot of like electronics that, that they stole uh, because they also stole my phone I lost my sim card and I couldn't log into any of my google accounts so I was kind of like unable to contact most people do anything they also stole four thousand dollars which is all my like kind of safety net to, to, to live here uh, so I had only just a couple hundred, hundred dollars left on, on my bank account 
So that was fun. And during that time, I also had to, you know, like talk, we'll figure out with the detectives, maybe try to find them. You know, we went to the bar, we explained. So I worked with the detectives, so it was also an interesting time of learning about Argentinians' federal <laughs> police system of how it works, how well it works. Uh, there was even like a romance with a federal detective. And that, that was like kind of the next two months was just basically me trying to get back on the feet, figure out what's up buy a new laptop or some money and it was really also challenging because it was like my first month and I had to figure it out all in Spanish because like obviously I think there was one guy who spoke English but that was like at the end of the case he was just translating some documents when I was telling him what, what I lost but generally I had to like explain the situation in Spanish roughly so that, that was also a, a big challenge I knew I had to escape Buenos Aires because there's no way I'm gonna like recuperate my sense of like peace and, and calm and just kind of stability there because as I said Buenos Aires is, is amazing, I think one of the lessons is that I would say it's like it's both underrated for, it's underrated I think for, for like foreigners, so like for people from like Europe or States or Asia, I think it's incredible to see see this city i think it's it's both similar to huge cities in in europe or states probably but at the same time much different more 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 crazy so i think on that level it's it's over it's underrated but then i think it's overrated for life like if you want to move to argentina for now my conclusion is that there are much better places to live but obviously everyone's different but even if you think big city i think for example cordoba the capital of cordoba is much more manageable the cost of living is lower it's closer everything i think it's more beautiful too much less traffic the climate's better so yeah somewhere at the end of this third month i i decided to 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 try you know change the, the scenery so i went to first to Cordoba capital and my idea was to just look for some smaller place town i don't know town small city or something like that where i could just kind of lay down for a few months <laughs> and just get my head straight focus on work reduce my expensive uh, so i can save up some money so i went to Cora capital i stayed some in hostels i went to oktoberfest which was crazy near near cordoba there is, is this town called Pichaganela belgrano which was a lot of germans went there uh, both the you know the generals when they were escaping like the second world war so, so they do now every year in October, they do the same way in like Munich, they do there in, in, in near Cordoba capital, they do this uh, festival once a year, like I think the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I went for one, one day, it's pretty cool, just a lot of beer and not that, and there's people, but just not that many. So definitely something to, to check out, maybe I will return one more time to see if I can stay there for a night, maybe stay two days, see like what's the full, full spectrum of the party, I only kind of like this myself. So yeah, I was in, in Cordoba, I was looking to, to stay somewhere again, I was asking around and as I said, it doesn't work here so well to like rent something fast. And locally you need contacts and still you need like patience with that so i also started looking at airbnb and i finally found that i found this house this house basically in in san marcos sierra so that's that's the place and yeah i asked a couple of friends there in argentina what they think about san marcos what is it and they said oh no it's beautiful it's a creepy place this could be town. No, I was just like, fuck it, and I booked the... It looked cool, and it looked like had internet and all that stuff, had a garden. So I was like, whatever, I would just try this for a month and see what's up. So I've lived here more than six months, I think, six, seven months now. So I think I kind of like it. <laughs> it's definitely an interesting, interesting place. It's this weird mix of like people who like these hippies who moved to, like 40 years ago, like the woman who's renting my house. There's also like travelers like much with backpacks and and or, or that are making like artesanal things, like especially Argentinians who are like just basically traveling around Argentina, living on the road, and they pass by because it's like this famous 
town too for this kind of people for international less so for for tourists not not really for local tourism yes especially like big weekends like long weekends or 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 the summer like january february december it's it gets huge here normally it's a very small town like i think six seven thousand people maybe live here it's pretty spread out and incredible nature like everything's super green here and you have the mountains clear the the, the rivers two rivers lots of birds animals horses so it's very kind of wild and then there's also like foreigners like there's people from netherlands france who, who bought some houses here and they just basically moved here then you have people from a lot of people from buenos aires from the capital moving here with like their new start family with like kids so it's kind of like a mix of of everything <laughs> Uh, I think, but at the same time, I think it attracts certain types of people. So, like, I think 99% of people give, like, have really good energy. Like, there's, you know, you say hello to everyone on the street. And, and it's very, like, yeah, you meet people and it's it's easy to make friends. And, and people are, are, like, really positive and nice and open. And there's a lot of music and art here. And a lot of, like, this kind of, I would say, bohemian vibe around the town. And it's like kind of freedom and you want to do whatever the hell you want and be yourself and, uh, and dress however you want and do what you want and you know there's people without shirts walking and people without shoes and and wearing all kinds of things singing dancing uh, so so yeah it's definitely it's it's a cool mix i like it because it's a cool mix of like living in nature and having tranquility most of the time but when you want there is things going on always well, not, not always, but here, now in winter, autumn less, but in general there is like, in the weekend there is, you can go, there's there's bars open, people are in the in the plaza, in the center, there is, I usually like the, the larger weekends, like longer weekends, like here in Argentina, often happens, because they have like holidays, but here in Argentina, what's different than at least from Poland is that when they, for example, have like free day on Thursday, the government will give like Friday free so they can have like four days or Tuesday is free so they will give Monday so so there's a lot of this like fin de semana larga uh, like four days so people come here and then there's like some yeah like some concerts dances things going on some cultural some feria like people selling like these handmade things like mates or clothes or food um, and yeah there's the also really good food here like a homemade food homemade uh, homemade lots of things homemade like cheeses and eggs and and really good quality like you could say organic but even without the label organic because just there's no uh, like industrial farming here so basically yeah, I moved here in October and then in December came the the finals of the the mundial finals that was pretty crazy because Poland was always in a group of Argentina so I went to to the game between Argentina and Poland here in the in the in the town and by that time I didn't really know that many people because I was just spending my time at, at, at home working and I went there with, with this one friend I met and I was the only guy with like a Polish flag and just supporting Poland and I remember there was the, the penalty uh, in the first half of Messi scoring against against Poland against Szczęsny and Szczęsny defended the uh, the penalty and and I went in front I don't know it was like an instinct in front of uh, all the Argentinians in a bar uh, in front of the teller it's like yeah motherfucker what's up <laughs> and they all looked at me like they wanted to fucking kill me hopefully no one did luckily and then and then yeah i went back to my table then there was like the, the halftime i went out and and the guys were like there were some guys saying like hey be careful man be careful man and and then i think just a few minutes after the second half the argentina scored and in the first goal like all the bar ran up to my my table and started screaming in my face <laughs> So so that was that was that was that was fun, but uh, so, so I was close to, to getting somewhere there. But the, the good part was like at the end of the match, I I met a lot of friends, and I met one of the best friends who actually knew like half of the town, and 
yeah, we went for like the, the asado, which is the Argentinian barbecue, and then I met more people. And that started the whole of December of party, because here, you know, it was a big fiesta, like besides the first game, Argentina went on to win every game, and then they went to the final for against France. And for the final, my friend, the guy I met, Ariel, center of Rosario. That we go to Rosario. He wants Big to paint. He's like a painter. Like he wants to paint at the sky. And while the, the game and is already it's finished. Festeja. Look at this. Rosario is actually pretty fucking good, man. There you can see how so it's a uh, uh, river that looks Rosario, like Rosario, which is actually Messi's hometown. A town, I would say. It's a city. It's the second biggest city in Argentina. Argentina, and it's a famous drug city, Rosario here. I like the, the most drug dealing and crime, it's Rosario. So we went to Rosario to a day before the final to basically figure out where we're gonna stay during the day, his work is gonna like paint on the floor. And so we found a place near the, the monument and then the next day we went early in the morning to st he started painting and then my fucking I wanted to record this shit and then my uh, my phone died and I didn't bring my camera so in the end I didn't record any of the final almost uh, so that's the, the stupid part about me so I need to be more prepared but on the other hand uh, we watched the final in the like outside there is this in the in this monument place which is like the central place of Rosario there is this Messi's bar I think it's I think it's either partially owned or owned by his family or something like that and near there there's like this huge mural of 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 Messi on on, the, on this huge building and then, and then they had this big television to watch the final. Of course, you couldn't enter. Like that, that was reserved probably like a couple weeks before. But, but we we were able to stay outside. Like a lot of people, somewhere on trees, somewhere on fucking climbing on each other's back. Everyone was trying to see the game. And yeah, it was just a crazy roller coaster ride of like people first like you know just celebrating for 80 minutes then they almost like dying and crying and then again celebrating and then all again crying and dying and then yeah finally like when the when the end whistle and, and Argentina won it was like well first it was like a calm before a storm because yeah first it was like this small celebration there but we were in a place where there weren't like there was this bar but there weren't more people in this plaza but we knew that people are gonna gather there like this was the place that all the city is gonna come to so yeah we hugged some people and then I, we went quickly back to 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 go finish painting because the painting was it's gonna probably would take like half more day or almost all day so we went there and i think in like half an hour to an hour almost all the city came in there and it was like one of the craziest fucking days ever we stayed like all day in the sun out there everyone drinking around people climbing traffic lights climbing trees fucking jumping dancing uh, throwing things it was crazy and but in general calm like that there wasn't like violence and things like that it was was good and a lot of I think Ariel made like a hundred bucks or something in tips and a lot of beer free beer a lot of because he painted first Messi and then he painted Maradona and so yeah there was a lot of people just coming up to us and and just uh, you know celebrating with us and <laughs> and I was just kind of protecting his his space to make sure some like drunkards don't come and fuck up his thing and uh, or steal his money so that that was that was December then there was New Year's and Christmas uh, yeah Christmas actually that's another lesson is that it's not very Christian I, I thought not Christian not very Catholic I thought that Argentina is kind of like Poland like very very Catholic but actually here because I think it's also because it's summer here and not like winter where we are so we don't really have the vibe to like sit at home with family here it's more like yeah, you eat some dinner with family, but in general, you just go fiesta. <laughs> so it's all about like going out at night and, and just, you know, celebrating, dancing and uh, dancing, playing instruments and, and drinking. 
<laughs> That's basically like a Christmas here and, and New Year's. New Year's kind of like everywhere. So then, yeah, in January I went basically back to Coroa Capital and then there was this festival, folklore festival in Jesus Maria. One of the, I think one of the biggest folklore festivals. So like folklore, like the traditional music here of the gauchos, like the old school music, traditional one. So I went there, met some cool guys and managed to get into like last moment to, to the concert on like 2 a.m. because they didn't sell tickets and 2 or 1 a.m. I think it just opened for everyone. I was able to, yeah, to, to get to a concert of this one. I think one of the biggest folklore artists here, Chaqueño. Uh, Chaqueño from South. And then, yeah, I think I came back to Capital in like 7 a.m. And, and a few days later, I organized this idea, spontaneous idea to visit my friends from Argentina, who I met like four years before on a bicycle trip. They came back and, and Rodrigo was celebrating his birthday in the south. You can see where. And I bought the tickets to fly from Cordoba to Neuquén. Neuquén, and here he was from Chipoleti. So Chipoleti is this town, city, in actually Rio Negro. So you see here, he is actually the border of the provinces. But this one is Rio Negro, and this is Neuquén. <laughs> so I went there actually at 10 a.m. I had the flight. At 7 I came back to Córdoba and I managed to make it. <laughs> So I stayed there a few days. I went back to, to South, to one of the more touristic areas of, of Argentina, which is, and also famous uh, internationally, which is here, this part of Neuquén, which is called like the route of uh, the, the road of seven lakes, because there you have the seven lakes. So you have San Martin, you have Junín here, and then you have the lakes of San Carlos Bariloche, Villa Angostura, so this is all like, like this route 40, really famous, that goes through the whole Argentina and South America, it's the Panamericana. And, and here I went to San Martin de los Andes, it's at the lake, kind of looks like Alp, Alps in, 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 what do you say? in Europe what that happened is that I realized I knew people told me that it's gonna be way more expensive there but it was actually I didn't really expect that it's gonna be uh, double the prices are gonna be basically double for everything so for, for hostels for food for uh, doing anything for transport so I realized and I also still had to do work so I realized I can't really do like the camping and like the slow travel and then I also don't really have enough like money to just do like this crazy expensive uh, part uh, like travel there with you know trying some kayaking things like that so I stared uh, a while in there then I met a really cool girl and I went back some point to uh, well on the way I had one of the best adventures of this one year in Junin the brother of this friend from Chipoletti we went here to Lago Huetulafken and here is one of the more famous volcans volcanoes Lanin in, in, in Argentina that a lot of people go to and I went to this camping here and with like it was like I think 10 of us and they brought all the kinds of alcohol food we had chivo patagonico in asado so like barbecued young goat or buck actually you would say I think or a goat I think it's a goat just young goat so yeah we, we and we stayed there for like three four days we went horse riding 
We had some LSD. <laughs> it was beautiful uh, in general that uh, that stay there. Oh, it was this Arika Really cool. Uh, beautiful view in front of the in front of the, the volcano. Couldn't ask for a better place. And so yeah, then I went back and I stayed one month in Cipolletti. And and Cipolletti and then I came back to San Marcos and in March and then since then I've been living here. So what what I learned about the climate here is that basically you have around 10 good months here. Okay, I'm talking about the north. Because if you go central, so where I went like Neuquén or more south, that's basically climate like Poland or or then colder like Patagonia. Lots of winds, lots of cold. It's basically like yeah, summer for a few few months, like May, June, July, August, maybe, and then maybe some September, and and then it gets like super cold and windy and yeah, you don't want to be there. So <laughs> that's also another lesson that. Even though like Patagonia in the south is probably most popular as far as travel for, for people from abroad, then it's actually for life here, if you want to live, I don't think it's that great. As I said, it's much more expensive. I didn't like as much too, to be honest, the people there in the south as much as I love here. So far, Cordoba is in my favorite province, but I have to get to know more. But Cordoba has like the best combination of like really open, positive people, great like dance, like quarteto and music, great like climate. So, so here, yeah, you have basically like 10 months, you could say, of great weather. Only part of it is like really, really hot. Most of the time it's, it's pretty like good mix, not too humid, not too dry. There is some rain, so it's not like super desertic. A beautiful landscape too. Mountains are not as high and huge as in like Patagonia, but they are also nice. Like you can go up and it's nice, green and rivers and valleys and animals. And and then cost of living here it's it's much much cheaper. It's I think not the cheapest. I think in the north there are some provinces that are cheaper, but here it's pretty damn damn cheap. And you can, yeah, you can basically live, live, you can live definitely good or great, like for thousand dollars, for like 700 is okay, and then for 500 you can make it, so I'm gonna, it's not gonna be like great conditions, but 500 dollars, that's like impossible even in Poland now, like for 500 you will now maybe rent something, <laughs> and and then the, the other half for, for food. <laughs> so, so yeah, South, I, I would say, is, is great to, to visit, and I definitely want to come back there to to see more, to go more South, to, you know, just basically, yeah, do some trekking, camping, things like that, maybe do some fun, like, kayaking. You have a lot of things to do there in general, if it's summer, and then in the winter, it's, you can go skiing, so that was the idea for this summer, winter, but... In the end, I'm not going to be able to do it, maybe in the next years. Because I don't have the, the, the funds. Because yeah, even though it's Argentina, the South, yeah, and, and it's winter, it's probably, from what I looked, it's not that much cheaper than going to skiing in, in Europe. So, uh, it's both, like, the, the rentals and, you know, like, stays and everything. So, it's really, and they have the same system, like, everywhere. Like, you know high season in those places that are seasonal like the place the prices skyrocket and so yeah so the south I didn't like I think that people are more close reserved they don't they're not that like curious about like because they're more used to tourism again the climate and everything so I think what went well definitely this year is that I learned Spanish. That was actually a surprise how well I learned Spanish so far. I thought I would learn, but I really didn't know. And I also didn't really do any of the like Duolingo and learning grammar. I just learned by speaking. <laughs> I made zero like additional effort. But the lesson I think is interesting that I learned from this is that it's pretty crazy. Well, I'm not sure if 
if there's probably some degree of like talent and the fact that I spoke English really well and if you learn like one foreign language the others are easier but I think in general it's crazy I think how humans if you like put yourself like you force yourself like you put yourself around the language where you don't have really the option so you don't have really the, the you know the foreigners to talk in English and Argentinians like 99.9% of them don't speak English <laughs> that's truth so if you come here you gotta expect it maybe in Buenos Aires there's like some parts of Buenos Aires where you will see some like condensation of them but if you like look population-wise maybe again some like touristic very touristic spot in the south but population-wise I think like 99% safely don't speak English and don't even speak like the basics of it so so you're basically forced to either not be able to communicate talk or just you know try so the lesson is like how crazy is that you can learn so fast if you just go to a place and you are like forced to you know both listen all the time because people speak to you and then you're forced to speak even you know bad and retardedly make mistakes so and that made me like realize how stupid is the, the whole system that we learn like in school and, and a lot of the general like learning foreign languages is like you start grammar and then you learn uh, to speak but i think it's a reverse i think if you it's just we got the order wrong i think if you if you want to learn language fast, well, you actually first start with speaking. You master the idea of like being able to communicate and talk, even if it's not fully like grammatically correct, you don't do fully the good accents and shit like that, but people understand you are able to sort of, you know, make use of it. Like, what's the purpose of language? You just want to like communicate, meet people, you know, buy things. Uh, be able to get by you know everyday life so so actually grammar is not that useful writing too writing is i would say i will want to learn writing eventually but my, i'm pretty sure i will but it's not that useful to be honest now especially with like google translate and things like that like you, you what's unless like work and you need it for work there's not, not that much use for, for writing, for writing to write Spanish in the beginning, Spanish or any foreign language that you would want to. So I would say the lesson there is that if you really want to learn certain language, just figure out how you could maybe go to that place where they speak this language for like six months. Surround yourself with locals. Yeah, so don't try to do like the whole, like what most people do, where they go to like Polish people go to like England, Netherlands or whatever else. And they just stay with other Polish people and then just they never learn the language. Yeah, we, we are smart like that. Like, conservation of energy, like a lot of it takes a lot of energy in the beginning to like you know, uh, understand and then be able to communicate. So you need to sort of like have no other way in, in, in a way I would say. And yeah, and you will see like how amazingly fast you will learn. I think most people would. Uh, so if you want to learn, I don't know, German, go to Germany for a few months, six months. If you want to learn Spanish, yeah, go to Spain or South America. If you want to go Russia, go to Russia. If you want to go learn, I don't know what else, it Italian, go to Italy. I would say probably yeah, I would say probably like three months in a country will give you as much as probably like a couple of years of studying it <laughs> or at least one year of studying it I think it's probably like three five or ten times more effective I made I think a lot of friendships even weaker and stronger but I think I have contacts now in both Buenos Aires in, in Carlos Cordoba and there here like there are different ways where I I have I think a, a small base of contacts like not everywhere of course in Argentina but and and here in San Marcos some better ones so that's definitely important because like, one of the bigger most difficult things when you want to move to a different continent and country and change your life is you basically lose most of your friends one of the big lessons for me here is that I learned here living is that you know 
you get to see in the Argentinas are like way more like spontaneous and they live like this sort of day by day. They don't really like look ahead too much. If they say they will do something in two weeks, it's like maybe they will do it, maybe not. Like like the, the word is not as much important. Like if someone says, oh, I'll come in three days, maybe they will come in five or never. So, so I think they are way more like in the moment, but at the same time they are more like spontaneous, crazy, they are willing to like go on adventures and do... And, and I think partially it comes from this, this fact, this like necessity or adaptation of humans that they, they've had this like crazy ride of like economy for like 70 years basically, minimum. 30 years definitely, but 70 years basically of like up and down, up, huge ups and downs and and, and people are now way, way more used to it, but at the same time, it, it sort of forced them to, to live this way that, you know, compared to us Europeans where in Europe since the you know, end of Second World War and then maybe like 70s or whatever, the, the, and then in the US the same, the 60s, 70s, it's been all stable, good, well, actually amazing, you know, like it's been the time of prosperity, stability, our parents, our grandparents, they, they worked the same work for 20 years. They they could plan, you know, 20 years in advance to buy a house, make a family, and to do all that kinds of stuff and retire. Maybe in Poland a bit less time because you had communism, but we had like 30 years now of uh, minimum of this kind of like stability where people are sort of can live this life. So, so we are not really used to that, uh, that kind of like wild rides and they're way more used to it here so I'm definitely <laughs> adapting to the Argentinian ways and my bold prediction actually for, for the future is since I see that there's now the start probably like last year too and probably the start of pandemic and I think it's going to continue it's a period of big instability I think big economic changes you can see now in the US it's also coming down hard and the next year or so it's gonna be probably even worse Europe huge inflation war in Ukraine China taking over so there's a lot of things I think coming changing like tectonic shifts and my bold prediction is that actually here South America but definitely Argentina is I think way more prepared for the uncertain and crazy times and the chaos that will happen and I think they will recuperate faster and then they will probably come up way more on top than a lot of countries uh, so so I'm actually betting sort of in a way living here I'm betting that I think actually here things are gonna change for the better or even in a different way that in a lot of other places they're gonna change for worse they already changed for worse and they will continue changing for worse and here it's gonna either stay the same or get slightly and slightly better uh, maybe there will be some huge changes here of like that will change it and radically improve but even if not I think my bet is that yeah that they will I think handle it here way better because they just used to it for so so long here <laughs> and that for them it's not like immediate portrays like oh Argentina is like so many people like arguing death, the economy, like violence but I would say that's like yeah you can take it out of context I would say like yeah money is tight some people are struggling especially as I said like you live in like Buenos Aires and you're like living day by day but but for the most part it's like life as usual here <laughs> Because life here is also, I think it's also because of the background of like if you learn some history of Argentina, one of the first, you know, white people that came here when the Spanish conquered. But basically, they developed the culture of gauchos, where this like lonely guys traveling horses, living a simple life with like a gigi guitar, making asados like a barbecue and moving from place to place not working too much <laughs> and, and just kind of like a troubadour life so so if you look at that I, I see that there's a lot of like still in, in here that, that there's this like ability to live simply and still live happily like just you know share some wine, some beer, sit down for a mate 
you know, sit down in a circle, talk, talk some stories, you know, just ask what's up, talk about like what's it, what's up with your life, what's up with my life, and uh, you know, all kinds of like simple life people having like some great quality clothes for like for 20 years. So also that's another lesson. I think the culture of like, consumerism and materialism that is in Europe and Western world and US and that part. It's like so, such a contrast to here. I think we are on such a different level, and and I'm still from like Poland, Europe, which I think probably is way lower than like states. But the, the, the difference is stark, to be honest. Like how much more we like buy and throw things, and how much more we are about like money, fame, and you know like how much you have, what car do you drive, and all that kind of like show-off stuff. And, uh, like I feel like in Poland for sure and in other countries in Europe too, like, like matters way more like what watch do you have, what you know like suit do you wear to work and, and here like yeah people there are people higher lower but no one really gives a fuck <laughs> to be honest like people ride like really 30 year old or 40 year old cars and they wear like some 20 15 year old clothes and they have really like simple small houses and and no one really cares you know like like i, I think it's like you never hear it like too much in a conversation to be honest about talking about stuff like that like oh i want to have this oh I'm trying to save my money for to buy a next car or I, oh I need to like renovate my house and all that kind of shit you know or I, oh I need to buy a new pair of shoes um, or oh I just bought new, you know I, I had these shoes I threw them away and I bought five more pairs you don't have that of course in, I think probably in big city you will encounter that but in general if you consider that Argentina is also so spread out, so you have like a few big cities like Buenos Aires, Rosario, Cordoba, maybe Salta, okay, and then you know, the rest just lives in the camps. <laughs> camps, I mean, like in the in the small towns, pueblos, in, in small cities, like uh, with with houses and garden and 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 cows. <laughs> so, so that's like another large point to make. Um, I also, I think, yeah, I think I'm learning this also big lesson that I've been traveling and I consider myself not like this shallow traveler of like going to hotel, but I think there's still something way different of like trying to really move somewhere and become part of their culture and become like common Argentinian, for example. It's way different than like even if you pass by for like six months and you like travel and you know you even still with still with the locals and it's like way different because I'm now going like be way below the surface of like the, the history why are some customs and why are people a certain way and 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 yeah, a lot of like custom traditions, even unspoken ones and, and things people do and why certain things happen and uh, understanding the politics and, and yeah, and all the situation and, and the rhythm of life and, and uh, you know, there's, there's been a lot of times so it's like, oh, where, where I get it and then sometimes it's like, oh, you, you Polish, you don't get understand anything. <laughs> so, I'm still definitely like far from it, but I think I'm starting to see in general that there's a different process and it's beautiful. It's like this depth versus breath, like a lot of people I think we have this idea of like it's amazing if you know like all the countries in the world. But yeah, but it's I don't know if it's like that interesting at some point, like the numbers game. So what? You you, you went for like a couple of weeks or to all the countries. But what do you know actually about all these countries? You know like the most beautiful place to there is or um, the most touristy place or um, do you actually understand the, the culture? Do you you know have you really took time to 
understand the language, culture, music, art, history, you know, all that stuff. And I think that's where the, the gold is, not, not like the, uh, a nice mountain or a nice Eiffel Tower or whatever else. I mean, because there's infinite number of beautiful places in the world. But I think to truly appreciate you, like, have to spend time. And I think also language is huge. I think there's just this hidden part of culture in the language. And even though here's Spanish, it's like Argentinian Spanish, so... And in Cordoba, there's like Cordobes Spanish. So, so I think that's also another lesson that in Argentina, actually, the... The provinces are much like more distinct. Well, maybe there's probably like, some parts of, of the, you know, like China or like some huge countries where it's true, like in states probably true. But for example, in Poland or in Europe, I don't think it's as much of the case. Like probably like, maybe in Spain in some places, but in Poland definitely not so much. Like you have, like you have the Gurals, so like the mountain people, and then you have the rest of Poland. The rest you don't really see, like, you know, the differences of, like, how people speak, music, traditions, customs. Here it's much more dif actually diverse, I would say. Like, you can feel the difference in, like, the attitude, the language, what words people use, the accent. Cordobes, for example, is like a musical accent. I heard that it's because of the, the natives that live here, like, the influence. But who knows? <laughs> So they speak like with a, with a certain cadence and they use like funny words like culiado or things like that that the rest don't really use. And then all each province has has like distinct ways and, and some small traditions and, and festivals and things that are from there like some food too like north is much more for example native oriented much more there's way more culture in the north so that's where i'm going there and then in south south is more like stripped from the from the, especially the indigenous culture and it just was like replaced by all the europeans germans and, and spanish and, and you know all, all the all the all the immigration that came here because argentina that's also one of the lessons is basically i would say uh, that's a great for some people who would want to live here i think it's a very immigrant open culture like open-minded because i think partially i think it's because just the old history of argentina is filled with uh, immigrants escaping wars or <laughs> justice or other stuff from like poland germany spain Italy, Syria even, like from the Arab countries, like all kinds of places, like there were different periods of time where there was like a war in the country or war in general, like a second world war or war in Spain or like in a civil war. And then the Germans were, you know, escaping to get like, the justice, the generals, so they came to, went to south of Argentina and Chile. So there's a lot of like just a history, like this old country is like a mix of old cultures and explorers that came here and then all the different, um, you know, as I said, immigrants. And so, so I would say it's very, and it's like very open, like people are all kinds of weird, all kinds of differences and it's kind of normal here. So I would say it's, and there are some that it's like very, I don't know, more closed, you know, it's, I think, harder. It's like just this culture of there, and then and you are the foreigner, so you have to, like, very adapt. I think here you can still, like, take a lot of your stuff and, and kind of mix and mash, because they, they're used to that. It's like more interesting Argentina that it's a very like rock heavy country. I think most of the most famous bands or like most popular and famous songs are, are rock, like 80s, 90s. Um, I don't know the full like story. I think it's just the, the fact that Buenos Aires was this kind of like second Paris and it was like this a lot of like immigration from Europe and they brought this over and they just it just spread 
But definitely, I think that's like partially very unique of Argentina because I don't think there is other countries in South America that really listen and make rock. This is about making. I mean, they they don't listen to really like American rock here. They make their own like Argentinian rock. And they made for many many years, especially as I said, like 80s, 90s was like a huge peak. So, so that's definitely something like unique about Argentina. And uh, yeah, if you want to be like in tune, you have to like know. I, I've been listening to a lot of like the, the classic bands from here. So there's like Soda Stereo. You have well, this uh, Sumo. You have uh, Patricio Rey. Ricotta, ricotta cheese. I think I have like Charlie Garcia. I have like five or maybe even ten bands or, or singers that are really like huge. Uh, oh yeah, like coming back to immigration, I think there's also a huge influence of like Italian culture here. I knew it, but I didn't realize. I think I, I started grasping the magnitude. Later, like how much like the uh, pasta, the way that they eat, the, the breakfast, like with, like some sweet thing and coffee, and and they say ciao and they, so there's a lot of I would say like Italian probably like the biggest influence of all, and, uh, and because of the immigration from Italy that came at a certain point probably like the biggest of all. Or like 40 or 50 percent. I might be wrong. I think something like that. He's uh, from Italy, so so there's here's like pizza is big. I mean pizza is big everywhere, but I think here. No, a lot of like ravioli, a lot of like food, and I think there's also like music, so so tango and things like that are partially influenced from there, from Italy. Yeah, the way people speak. I think yeah, there there's a lot of like Italian influence that I see and what else is interesting I think interesting also the, the holidays here is that there's like way more actually come with so maybe it's not so way more so for example in Argentina there's 19 holidays compared to 13 in Poland only six difference but I think the difference is basically and I saw that the actually number of holidays is roughly the same but here exists this kind of thing called like Puente uh, so, 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 like, Dia Puente, so it's like a bridge day. So if you have on, like, Thursday, a free day, and then Friday you have to go to work and maybe take a holiday in your work, and then to stay for the weekend, so, like, four days, the, the government, in many of those instances, like, makes this, like, Friday free day, too. So actually here, like, I would say every month there's, like, some larger... A weekend <laughs> almost I would say so that's definitely interesting I think the the work culture is definitely less here I think yeah in general that's like a big big picture about the culture thing they they put less much less much less value on on work in general I think like in in Europe and Poland and in states for sure like work is like sort of your identity like what do you do it's like probably like the most important questions question and how much you earn and that kind of thing determines most and you kind of feel like very like if you don't have work or you you like it doesn't give you the, the you know the the satisfaction or money or whatever then your life sort of like crumbles like a lot of us feel like kind of meaningless there I hear that they're less attached because a lot of people have like three different jobs or three different small businesses or they they also have a lot of like hobbies they play instruments they dance or they do something and do some art have a lot of hobbies so so they, they are like way less attached I would say to like a single like path okay I'm like a, a programmer or I'm a, I don't know, a teacher, or I'm a nurse, or I'm this, I would say it's like way more, I have like lots of identities, that's like I think Argentinian very much, like I have 
I'm a I'm a guitarist and I'm a freaking waiter and I'm like a, a marketer <laughs> and I'm a I don't know a painter at the same time you know so like and then I play football and dance and I don't know. <laughs> so 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 they don't really also feel like this kind of hopelessness and trying to trying to learn when they're like something goes wrong with their work they kind of like. Because of they, they, I think that they are not like they don't have all their eggs in one basket. Uh, I think that also makes them more anti-fragile in a way. To to like they get fired or something goes wrong with their work or or they lost they lost like they lose satisfaction there and then they have a lot of other sources what to do. Also because they're way more social, like, like the social aspect like fills a lot of their time. So they're not as reliant to just like work giving them everything they need, like all that you know, purpose, satisfaction, money, security, uh, relationships, also the work relationships. So I think that they're more like split. They're like work is just like small part of life. Where I think that, for example, in Poland, I, I don't know everywhere, but I think probably a lot of part in Europe is like way more like work is the central point. And everything else is like this small part. And last curious one is that I think almost everyone has a tattoo here, and so they're way more accepted. It's way more acceptable to have tattoo and weird tattoos, even than big tattoos on your face or your neck or... Well, I think there we are still more reserved. There's like people who have tattoo and people who don't. If you go to work, it's like more stigmatic if you have like a huge sleeve or something. I think here it's way more acceptable to just kind of do whatever the hell you want with your body like piercings or as I said like tattoos like everywhere so definitely one of the big areas that I want to get better in and 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 do more consistently is try to make videos like this but also videos more like portraying the, the culture because if videos are this this was just like a reflection so more on like me talking but as far as like portraying the culture the differences similarities what are some interesting things what are customs traditions how people are the energy i think it's really hard to do just in words you need like images and, and show like some specific experiences and situations well definitely my area of growth so the next year and in general future is just be better at that and do it like way more consistently too and i often times get like stuck with like re i record but then i don't like it and and publish it and i like overthink it or i just procrastinate on it what else next part is is gonna be stabilizing the the finances so trying to basically i've been pivoting trying to do maybe i'll try to do so i've been trying some different approaches like yeah like consulting and helping maybe people to get either marketing or maybe become a freelancer or, or, or figure out what they're good at and uh, things of that nature. So yeah, I've been trying to pivot. So one of the big areas definitely stabilize that part so I can have more freedom also about like, you know, sharing and also buy some equipment and not worry as much about like what's coming in the next week. What else? And the, and the biggest project for now, which I'm also I'm actually going to start doing with my friend Ariel, I met here, who is from Argentina, from Mendoza, and we are going to start trying to organize trips for for the tourists or people who want to visit from like Europe and, and States. About like north of Argentina, especially, so all the areas that are like less popular internationally and and uh, touristic so not not as much like Buenos Aires Mendoza and Patagonia so the mountains but more like yeah the north so the idea is for now to go north for a couple of weeks do videos photos get to know places see what's great what's actually not uh contacts with people and contacts to you know like accommodations things like that so then we can come back make some pages initial initial set and uh, and then try to sell for this like spring and summer here it's gonna come in like november december january february march these are like the seasons in south america 
So we want to be ready and try to sell this. Maybe also like just planning for people who want to go solo, but I don't know. They don't know anything. So we'll try different things, but I want to try this to use my marketing skills and my passion about maybe showing people places, traveling and uh, the culture and uh, history and, and just love for Argentina and also using my English. So the fact that I know English and, uh, yeah, and try to connect and Ariel is, is, has been traveling since 17 years old around Argentina. So he knows a lot. He's also the local. So, and he's a, like a painter and photographer. So he's going to help with a lot of that part as well. So yeah, the idea it's in two weeks, we're going to go North, do some stuff, then maybe another part of the North and try to get ready in the next two, three months to, to sell. So that's the biggest one. And yeah, another small one is basically learn horse riding. So I went to my first like big horse riding trip now for three days. Incredible. I uh, want to learn more horse riding, become Polish gaucho, learn more making a saddle. So that's, I haven't won yet. I've become really good at cooking but a saddle, cooking beef, not so much because I didn't have many opportunities. Most of the time when you visit like a Argentinian, the, the house and that's the asado so like the like the the main head of the family uh, so and i also you know i was just kind of at first i was observing so for now i kind of get the point but i need to just practice and fail way more times uh, it's, it's a different way of cooking that like cooking in your in your kitchen and in poland we don't really have the barbecue culture besides like sausages so like cooking beef is a different literally and not yeah and then definitely explore more argentina get no more provinces because for now cordoba is my favorite but see more potentially make san marcos my base i'm here and potentially get a dog that's why now are the big future oriented actions are coming i think in october here in september like somewhere in the next few months in the country elections of president so that's gonna be big now there are the elections of different provinces of you know, like different states people uh well, so potentially some changes coming to here also in like the economy stability politics and uh, things of that nature so we'll see how that's going i'm pretty sure that's cannot get really much worse as far as like stability you know political economy so Probably I'm pretty optimistic about it. And yeah, I hope to see you, my friends, at some point, either there or here. If you want to come, let me know. Especially since I will be making trips, be ingrained in that world. And yeah, see you around in both real world or virtual social media. Thanks for watching this and reflections one year in Argentina stories and lessons learned and uh made <laughs> have a beautiful rest of june and summer in if you are in the northern part and if you are here then the rest of beautiful winter <laughs>